You know, Tony, I think when people tuned in to what happened Wednesday, they were expecting me to shill really, really hard for Starcast. Yeah. All right. Well, here goes. Now, not only can you get the show live and on demand in glorious HD, you can win a trip to Las Vegas. We're calling it the High Roller Contest, Tony. Have you heard about this? The High Roller Contest? Yeah, check oh, it out. Oh, please tell. Yeah. All you've got to do is order StarCast on Fight at StarCastOnFight.com. You're going to get more than 20 live stage shows, nearly 40 hours worth of content for one low price, only 59 bucks. And as long as you order before midnight on April 23rd, you'll lock in that great price, but you'll automatically be entered into this high roller contest. Now, what does that mean exactly? It means you get two round trip airfares from anywhere in the world for you and a friend to come to Las Vegas. And of course, when you get there, we've got you in a hotel suite for four nights. Not only that, you've also got a platinum bracelet to Starcast, which means you get to see all 22 shows live. But as if that wasn't enough, you get every single meet and greet. If you've seen them advertised, if they're at Starcast, you're included. You've got that. Plus, you've got VIP to the after party. And the after party for what? Well, double or nothing. You're going to that too. It's AEW's very first pay per view. And you've got two front row tickets. That's right. You heard me right. Mm. Two front row tickets to the biggest show of the year, a platinum band. And how about this? Every single meet and greet, all your hotel expenses covered as well. Four nights in a hotel suite and two round trip tickets from anywhere in the world to Las Vegas. All you've got to do is go to starcastonfight.com right now and pre-order. And for just 59 bucks, you get all the shows. So everybody's a winner. But if we pick your name on April 24th, whew, it's going to be awesome. Check it out. It's starcastonfight.com. S-T-A-R-R. C-A-S-T-O-N-F-I-T-E.com. There's two R's in StarCast, and Fight is F-I-T-E. It's StarCastOnFight.com. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA, and Jim Rocket Promotion. Tony and first what they win, look Shivani's back again. World title split off, center stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and the Crow. Under Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny, Max, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a long try not to laugh, Lois rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Zig's a good looking man. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With Tony Schiavone in the most echoist chamber of all. No, it's not Lois. It's Caesar's Palace. (laughs) What? And we start out with a fucking zing. (laughs) 
It is Caesar's Palace. God, this is so opulent. This is, we've been walking through this place, getting ready for StarCast 2, and, and I just, it's like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> How big is this place? Don't say it's as low as. I didn't say okay. that. I you just, were looking at me to say that, though. I mean, this is going to be pretty impressive yeah, for StarCast, really is. isn't it? Really it? Is. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I don't think a lot of our listeners are ready for this. No, I, I, I think it's, uh, if you've never been here, it, it blows you away. It really does. It's pretty over the top, especially yeah. for a wrestling convention. Yes. Can we agree? <laughs> exactly. There's a health convention in here uh, when we were in here, and I'm thinking, wow, it's a little bit different than a wrestling convention. But it's... it's I don't it, know. There's going to be some blood. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a Ric Flair roast. Probably be other bodily fluids. Oh, I, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that we're wow. So yeah, so here we are, and this is. Uh, but this is not all we're going to be doing this week. This week here in Vegas, are we? Or is it just? Well, no. Well, just kind of uh, planted for Starcast. I guess by now people know that I'm doing a podcast with Jr. Yes. So you're going to run into your your good old buddy her, and uh, <laughs> we're going to tape our very first episode of Grilling Jr. This week. So did you say Gorilla and Jr. Grilling? <laughs> Okay, you know he he does barbecue and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask a lot of stern questions of him. Are you going to ask stern questions of him? Really? I'm going to be a dick. No, <laughs> I, could never I think, I think anybody who's listened to our show knows what they're signing up for. Yeah, is that fair to say? Yeah. So I, I, I just, how long is it going to take him to get pissed off at you? Twenty twenty five minutes. <laughs> He'll be regretting his decision by the end of episode one. Okay. But then when those downloads come in, baby. All right, I got that. I got that. But are you ready for him to get pissed off at you? Dude, do you know how many times Eric... Hey, by the way, Mr. Professional, why don't you mute your phone? I know we're taping in Vegas, okay. and you've already done a lot of drugging and whoring, <laughs> but you should at least know to silence your Dave, phone. Dave, have I done any drugging and whoring yet? Don't put him on the Answer spot. Answer my question, Dave, damn it. Hang on. Are you acting like you haven't had several edibles today? <laughs> I haven't had a one. I haven't had anything. You know what you have had, though? What? Your ears pierced in the last week. Let me stand up so everybody here can see. By the way, I guess we should tell everybody, Tony's standing at the head of a giant boardroom in Caesar's Palace that they've given us. It seats, uh, what is that, seven on each? Wow, 16-seater here. Wow. Here at the head of a six. This is basically the Shivani dinner table, I forget. <laughs> You've got enough coming in you to shampoo a buffalo. Yes. Well, I guess this would be as good a time as any to talk about Blue Chew. Am I right? 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 Absolutely. If you like sex, you'll like Blue Chew. Blue Chew offers, man, a performance enhancement for the bedroom. At Blue Chew, you can get the first chewables with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Here's what else Blue Chew can do. Blue Chew can work faster than pills, maybe up to twice as fast. The chewables from Blue Chew can be taken on a full or empty stomach, Conrad. Your stomach is always full of shit. Online physician consult is free, so it's cheaper than those two others. It only takes a few minutes to connect with a BlueChew.com affiliated physician. And if you qualify, you'll get prescribed online just like that quickly. No in-person doctor visit, no awkward conversation. Ships discreetly to your door in discreet packaging. And here's great news. The chewables from BlueChew.com are prescribed online by a doctor made in the USA. So as we like to say, Conrad, chew it and do it. Here's a great deal for you guys. 
Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use the promo code WHW. Only thing you got to do is pay $5 shipping. That's first order free with promo code WHW. The only thing they're going to charge you for is 5 bucks for the shipping. Go to this website, BlueChew.com. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code WHW. And, as always, here on What Happened When, we're giving away hashtag free hard dicks. So let's talk about this. Okay. You got your ears pierced. Yeah, and I'm in, I, I'm in no, Las Vegas at Caesars Palace. Let's run through this. I'm a little worried about you. Okay. Can we just talk for a minute? My ears have been pierced for uh, for 10 years. When was the last time you wore the earrings? Yeah, uh, like eight years ago. Okay, so here's okay. what I'm suggesting. You dropped a bunch of weight, true or false? True. You made a bit of a life change, got back into wrestling, true or false? True. Hmm? Uh, you've got your ears pierced now with diamond earrings. True. And uh, you've switched cars in the last year. Yes. And uh, you're taking trips out of town a little more often now. Yes. And you started wearing Jordan Airs. <laughs> That's Air Jordans. Yeah, you started wearing Air Jordans, and you got some new Carrera shades. Mm-hmm. And so what do you, what's, all, what's all this leading to, Counselor? You're going through a midlife crisis. No, I'm buddy. not going through a midlife crisis. I'm, yes, just, I'm enjoying life now. No, I mean. no, let's run through that. If your midlife crisis is at 61, mm-hmm. you're doing good. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? That's exactly. Like, I'm 37. I'm knee-deep in one right now. You are knee-deep in something. I can tell you that. Whew, look at what you're going to have to shill out for this place. Stress and debt. Stress and death. That's good. So listen, this uh, this is just the beginning of our night, right? I'm, are we going to do something else? Are we just going to sit here in a boardroom and talk? Are we going to go out and enjoy the nightlife, bring our microphones with us? How are we going to do this? Well, I don't know that we're allowed to record everywhere. Well, okay. I got that. And I know that you're like a little, uh, you're as nervous as Scott Hyatt right now about getting this podcast out in time. Right. And I'm like, it's Patreon. They'll understand right. if we say we're in Las Vegas. Right. And that we post a picture on Patreon of you with your ears pierced. Right. They'll forgive us and be like, okay, this is yeah. going to take a little extra time. Y'all take your time right. with this one. Right. One more day is not at the end of the world. But right. you're like, no. No, it's got to be done. I'm not Jim Crockett. <laughs> that's, not, that's right. I'm not. I'm going to give them what I advertise. D- I damn it. I'm going to give them what I... So, so... What are you so, so you wanted to do like a Vegas road trip, right? Because you got a lot of good feedback from when you and I were traveling from Nashville to Atlanta, right? Uh, I think that was in December, right? And one of our most requested do-overs, mm-hmm. and so I said, "Well, why don't we do Tony's Vegas vacation?" Sure. And you know, we could just be honest here. We're amongst friends. Tell the truth. You've had three edibles today. I've had two. Well, you're about to have the third one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. And? And what's, how are you feeling? I feel fat. I feel like I've broken my diet. They're probably like 10 calories each. So I feel bloated. From three edibles? Two. Okay. Okay. Seriously. I count my calories is, is what I do. I'm, well, I mean, there's probably a calorie thing on there. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Does it really matter? Because you, you weren't asking questions and you were shoveling them in. <laughs> well, it, it, Seriously, you had a mouthful. It just sounded like Efren on a Friday night. <laughs> I mean, it's going to fit in there. <laughs> Tony, don't die on me. Matt Coon's not here to do absolutely nothing. 
<laughs> I do know how I'm going to die. I'm going to die with you somewhere. You're going to make me laugh and I'm just keel over dead. Or Hey, so if we're, if we're in Vegas now. Yeah, we're doing our walkthroughs. We'll be doing our walkthroughs. So you and Silva will sort of work on some of the production planning as far as what the set designs will look like for yeah. the different stages. And uh, you'll work on some production notes to get with our staff who's going to be running the cameras. Right. And, you know, all the graphics and things like that. And then we're going to work on some logistics tomorrow, just the way the lines will work and what the breakfast menus look like, the little mm, details. Okay, that's Things cool. like that. And so it's going to be a good weekend. But here we are tonight doing our podcast, so I'm thinking that if we want to get the full flavor of Vegas, we need to talk to a few ladies. I, I can't do that. Why can't you? We're just going to we'll go talk to them. Yeah, but I'm married. Well, so am I. But I'm happy. Well, so am I. <laughs> well. So, no, look, I just, I just think that, I mean, they don't have to, I'm not talking about ladies of the evening. Well, I mean, that's sort of what you inferred no, last just week. ladies. I mean, how about the girls that come by with the cigars, cigarettes, tipperillos? What is a tipperillo? I thought, I thought it was called cigarillo. <laughs> cigarillo, but tipperillo. It was a commercial back in the day. <laughs> Tony so. is fucked up. <laughs> this is bad. This is worse than I'm not fucked up. Maybe a little. <laughs> so, uh, so the, there, we don't have to. Enter, we don't have to like drive out to the Mustang Ranch or the Chicken Ranch, whatever they what, call. What, what, what are you talking about right now? Like, I don't. Just, what, what are we going to ask them? What they thought about Jim Hurd? <laughs> <laughs> we just look. We just need to. We don't. We don't. We just can't do this whole podcast sitting in the boardroom. We got to get out. Let's go to a bar, drink a few Moscow mules, and just sit around. Wait and a minute! Talking. Wait a minute! What, what happened? <laughs> you 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 took some weed. Now you're Jr. <laughs> Let's go talk to some ladies and get some Moscow mules. That's what the fuck you do. What happened? You're going through midlife crisis. If you're wearing a goddamn cowboy hat tomorrow, <laughs> I promise you, I would not do that. That's gimmick infringement. So I wouldn't do that. You have both ears pierced. <laughs> so? You look like a little baby girl. <laughs> I want to kiss on the nape of your neck and tell you that daddy loves you. Not like in an Ephraim way. And like in a, you look like a little girl. Thank you. I mean, is that what you're going for? No, I just, it just... Why do you keep playing with your watch? you counting your calories right now? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find out how many calories are in a stroke. Because I'm getting ready to have one, Tony. I'm going to need you to. I'm going to need you to steer the ship a little bit here. Okay. This was your idea to come do Vegas vacation. Here okay. we are. So, so here we are. Mike drop. He's gone. Hi, Tony Shivani here on my Vegas vacation by myself. The laughter in the back is Dave Silva. Uh, I can have Dave Silva pull up some old wrestling if that's what you'd rather do. If you call it an audible, no. if you're too high to just no, talk. No, I'm not too. High. I'm not high. I'm not. <laughs> Why do you keep laughing? <laughs> you can't say it without laughing. I just Silva can't. makes me laugh. He does. He's a funny guy. I, I've got you hosting like three or four shows out here for Starcast. I don't know if that's such a good idea now that I know this is legal, that you can do this legally. Oh, God. No. So, anyway, I thought we could go to a bar, sit around, you know, hear the... Uh, Hear the noise of the casino in the background, and you know we could do all. I'm going to tell you that does not make for good audio. It doesn't. No. Did Casio tell you that? No. I, there was a podcast that tried something last year. Really? And uh, it didn't work. No. Okay. I don't want to shit on anybody, but all right. Well, never mind that then. 
I think what they want is they want high quality sound in our ear hole. And by the way, thank you for bailing Bruce and I out. Yeah, you know, I, I, with the crazy I, schedule that we had, you were able right. to do a bit of a best of for us, and a lot of that best of was about uh, highlights right. from old episodes where we talked about Triple H. And I asked you if you would introduce every clip, and I, what I didn't realize until the show was out and everybody was listening to it, me included. That it was basically just you kissing Triple H's ass for an hour and a half. I don't think that was. I don't think that's accurate. I think I promoted my podcast. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I did say something about. I think I said something like, "Why are those motherfuckers making fun of my friend?" That's what I said. Who are they making fun of? My friend. Who's your friend? Triple H is. He and I are friends. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I'm not your friend. Triple no, H. How can I have more than one friend? Friends have more than one friend. Don't let Lois believe that. <laughs> hey, so um, all of her friends are on Facebook. You know, that. Where, where are you? Yeah. So yeah. I guess we should talk about sanctity of marriage. You were telling me a little earlier that hmm. you had your ears pierced for three days before Lois noticed. Right. Yeah. And you're worried that she might listen to this podcast. <laughs> I think you're safe. <laughs> she, she won't even look at me much. Listen to me, right? Is what? Yeah, yeah I got that. But so, I, it, I don't know. I, I think they listen. I, I got my ears pierced years ago, and then I started working for the Braves. Why did you get your ears pierced to begin with? Was I gave myself a fiftieth uh, birthday present? So for your fiftieth birthday, you wanted two holes put in your body, <laughs> right? Efren will do it for your 62nd. <laughs> I mean, I'll I speak on his behalf. <laughs> I'm his DDA. Okay. So, uh, so then the Braves, when I started working for the Braves, I said, you know, we don't want it in your ears. And I let it go for, I don't know, all that time and decided, why not do it again? But what made you... I don't know. I was walking through the Mall of Georgia the other day, and I saw this pierce, piercing place, and I went, I used to, and I went, I'll do it again. So they re-put my holes in. What's the reaction been like? Uh, I've had no reaction. Except from me? Except from you and, and then Dave Silva. You think Dave Silva would have had a reaction if I didn't, or did he have a big reaction because I did? No, I, I think... Yeah, because you did. Thank you for your reaction, Mr. Dave. What were you? He's not on the mic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what kind of reaction did you give me the other day, Dave? I asked you why. <laughs> would you get earrings? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you basically told me that story. You just yeah. told Conrad. Yeah, okay. Which is not really a good story. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's the only fucking one I got. I did some bad things over the weekend. Okay, go ahead. I took Dave Silva to lunch today, and we met an old friend of ours. And um, then afterwards, I needed to go to the bank. So I had the driver take us to the bank. He had been with me while we went to eat. I just told him to wait. And uh, when I'm at the ATM, you know, lunch had some after effects for me. And I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. At the ATM, mm-hmm. so I let her rip tater chip. <laughs> yeah, 
And then I heard something hit the ground. <laughs> and I got so nervous. Thought it was an old lady snuck thought, up behind you. Boy, I'm about to embarrass myself here. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it it was like a cartoon fart. Oh yeah. I mean it was I'm sure. It was serious. It had some bass in it. Right. <laughs> and when I heard something hit the ground, I thought, Oh, I'm skin up. Right. Because Dave Silva and the driver are right there. They just watched all this. And this this ATM probably has a camera on it. So technically there's video evidence right. of me doing this right. now. And I turned around and thankfully there was nothing there. And then I did one of those Rick Rude clinches just to see and I was safe. And you want to talk about relief. It washed over me like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, because uh, you're, 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 it can hurt people. Well, it can. Your farts. Yeah, you, you compared my fart uh, once upon a time to a Dusty Rhodes fart. Right. I mean, that's exactly. a great compliment. Well, it should it. be. It's, it's, it's farts that are noticeable. Well, he was the American dream. I'm the Alabama dream. <laughs> Boy, are you ever. So, I mean, it makes sense that I would have those. You don't think? No, I think it makes sense. So while we're out here, we're out here because the Cauliflower Alley is having a reunion. Do you need right. to handle some business? No, right I don't. Do you have a whore lined up? No. <laughs> if you're going to be late to your appointment, we can wrap this up no, and let you go. Because no. you no. were awfully distracted by your No, phone. I'm not distracted. You're playing with words with friends? No. Is it your dealer? What's going on? Please can continue with your anecdote. I don't have one. <laughs> what were you I was talking saying about? we're here for Cauliflower Alley. Okay, I'll You've never out. been here I've before. never been here Should I just say everything first and then you repeat it? Because that's what's happened three sentences in a row now. I'm glad we're here for Cauliflower Alley. I've never been. But they've got a dinner on Wednesday night. We'll be gone. And we'll be gone. But you get to see a lot of the guys hang out with them. Right. A lot of the guys. Like who? Oh, I don't know. I know Jim Ross is going to be here. Blue Manny. Blue Manny's going to be here. Joel Gertner. Joel Gertner's coming? And a bunch of old timers. Dave will pull up the list. Okay. And we'll run through it. So are are the Blue Meanie and Joel Gertner a member of the Cauliflower Alley Club? I think everybody who performed in the business is. Really? I, th- I, think, I mean, I think you're a member. I, I'm a member? I, well, they're They've not never come ask, to me and asked for dues or anything like that. I assure you, when we walk in tomorrow, they're not going to ask for dues either. Okay. You're Tony Schiavone. Everybody knows that but you. Yeah, but this, I mean, the Cauliflower Alley Club is for the old, old, old guys. Motherfucker, you're 62. <laughs> but I'm talking about guys who are like are in their 80s, right? Well, not a lot of wrestlers make it to 80. So wrestlers right. start needing a little help when they're 62. Okay. Not everybody can go start, you know, an award-winning podcast with me. <laughs> now, thankfully, four or five wrestlers can. <laughs> but after that, no. I'm out of time, baby. Oh, I, I, yes, you certainly are. So. So, so they they have a, a this get together, and uh, have you been to one of these club? Yes, this will be my third one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And we've got um, Dory Funk Jr. who's going to be here. Okay. Uh, Nick Aldis is going to be here. Nick's kind of young for this, but go ahead. Well, I mean, he's the NWA World Champion. I got that. I'm just saying, there's going to be a lot of folks coming. They, they're giving away all kinds of awards and stuff, and it should be pretty fun. Have you, so you, you don't know the format at all? I really? don't know the format at all. And you've been the one, right? Yeah. Dave, so they have do, you they been do the like one? a... Have no, you been the one, no, Dave? Dave's never been to anything cool. His wife won't let him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but they're doing like a like a Hall of Fame of sorts. Okay. It's so a big dinner. On. Big dinner, Hall of Fame, get together. Yeah, so that, that's what we're missing. Fellowship. Tonight. Fellowship. Right. And JR is the host. They, they wanted the world's best announcer. Right. So they well, JR. they got him. They really did. I can't argue that point. So let me let me talk about some of the folks who are going to be here. Okay. we got... Larry Matisic, who's going in posthumously, uh-huh. and uh, the, the presenter will be Pat uh, Matisic. And we've also got a trainer's award going tra- to Cody Hawk, and the presenter is Dean Ambrose. 
Okay. He's in the news a lot lately. Right. Um, Mike Rogers is going in for the Historian Award, and the presenter is Scott Teal, who you've probably seen around doing uh-huh. some books and whatnot. We've also got the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award. Tony Viano is going in. J.J. Dillon is inducting him. Okay. Uh, the Men's Wrestling Award is going to Andrew Anderson. Uh, the Promoter Award is going to Jeff Walton. The Referees Award is Scrappy McGowan. Oh, That's a name from the past. I know Scrappy very well. Uh, Bambi is going in for the women. Uh, the Men's Wrestling Award is Nick Kozak. Uh-huh. Uh, the Tag Team Award is Haku and Barbarian. And the oh. presenter is Brodus Clay. So wow. that'll be kind of fun. That'll be cool. Uh, the Iron Mike Award is Mark Henry, and uh, they haven't announced the presenter there yet. And the Luthez Award is Dory Funk Jr. And the Men's Wrestling Award is David Schultz. Oh, Dr. D's going to be there. So Mark Henry, Dory Funk, Haku, Barbarian, David Schultz, Bambi, Scrappy McGowan, you know a lot of these dudes. Yeah, I do know a lot of the dudes. And of course, J.J. Dillon and right. Dean yeah. Ambrose. Right. But there, there, there are no WWE guys? There. They they participate sometimes, not all the time. I presume that the archivist, Ben Brown, will be here. He, uh-huh. He's been to several of these. Right. So, so he'll probably be yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Vince allowed these guys to do other things or not. So I'll just No, no, yeah, he absolutely does. Okay. Uh, Jay, uh, the most recent time I was here, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Hayes went in. Michael and the, Hayes, time, and the time before that, Michael Hayes has been inducted into the Cauliflower Alley Club. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Jerry Briscoe went in. Larry the X went in. Right. I've seen a lot of big names go in. It's, it, it's been fun. When, when Michael went up to accept his award, what was he like wearing pink or baby blue or one of those? You know what hats? he was wearing, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. And he told the same story about being in a bar and yeah somebody shooting at him and right. Terry Gordy laughing right because they missed <laughs> right. <laughs> Same story every time. Yeah, same story. So, can I talk about Michael for a second here? Sure. Uh, now that he's in the Cauliflower Alley Club. Uh, why? He was in the 80s, 90s, cool motherfucking free bird. Mm-hmm. And now he's anything but cool. Why did he, why? Why, why did he go that extreme? You're his friend, you know. And why did why did Michael Hayes go from one extreme to the other? I know we age and we change, and some people get their earrings in at an advanced age. But why did Michael start wearing this real goofy shit? I think Michael always wore real goofy shit. <laughs> You've got to go back and look at pictures. There's a lot of pictures of him in nightclubs where he's in like a denim vest and no shirt oh. and jeans and sunglasses at night and. Just, you know, mm-hmm. typical free bird shit. Right. So, yeah. So what you're saying is he's always... He's been... always attract, tried to draw attention to himself with his attire. Okay. And that hasn't changed. Right. So And he hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's part of the charm of Michael Hayes is, you know, to him, it's still 1985. Right. Yes, it is. I mean, it is. Yeah. And what was cool in 1985 is what's cool now. Right. And that's it. And thus the uh, fanny pack. The fanny pack. Right. And, you know, I mean, just he lives his life like it's 1985. And I think that's pretty charming. Charming is not a word I would use, but I'll go with that. That's pretty cool. Well, I mean, it's one of the things that makes him different. That's Mm -hmm. what I mean. Like, you know what you get with Michael. Mm. Right. Right. And you know exactly when to answer his call, when not to. And what he wants to talk about based on the time of day. Uh-huh. 
Well, it was great reconnecting with him, too. Has he called you to sing at night lately? No, he has not. He's called that's me one what, time, and I missed the call. That's my favorite, when he calls to sing. Really? Yeah. Like some old rock and roll song or he'll lullabies? Hear, or? He'll hear a song, and it'll, it'll, it'll hit him, and he wants to call and talk about it, and then he wants to let me hear how he could sing it better. What a guy. <laughs> what a fuck. What an eclectic group of fuckwads you've aligned yourself with. You're sitting here in a coat and tie at Caesars on a Sunday night okay. with two pierced ears. Right. An aqua phone case. Okay. Do you see this? It's a what? girl's phone case. What? This is not a girl's phone Dude, case. Dude, that is a fucking sophomore in high school girl's phone case. But it's unique. Yeah, but I'm, here's what I'm saying. You showed up here with two earrings okay. and an aqua velva phone case. <laughs> no, everything's no. Read your text messages. No, it's, key. it's from my wife and my daughter. Is everybody okay? <laughs> Apparently so. Um, okay, well, then why are we still talking? Uh, no, no, no. All right, well, drive, Tony. So I, I just, why don't we just, why don't we get in a car and drive around? Okay, that's what you want. We'll pull up to, a, we'll pull up to a stoplight. Dave, you roll the window down. Why are you using your hand? It's not a manual. Oh, We're not getting a car that's kind of manual. What are you doing? Listen, I'll do this. <laughs> Dave, we'll go up to the light, and you'll go, okay, and I'll say, hey. Tony Schiavone, Conrad Thompson. <laughs> what happened when? And we'll stick the mic out and see what they have to say. I don't know if that's a good idea. Or <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. So what do you want to do while you're out here? Okay. Uh, while I'm out here, uh, I'd like to... They have Broadway shows out here? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is kind of like it's. This is like Monty Python's cheese shop <laughs> routine, right? Everything asked for goes nope. <laughs> Do you think we can see the Avengers movie out here? Nope. No, here's the deal. I've got to do grown-up work. If you and Dave want to go watch a silly cartoon movie, then y'all can do that while I go do real work. I'll give y'all a hundred dollars. That'll at least get you a ticket and a popcorn. No. <laughs> I need money for milk duds, too. Oh, you're not going with Medusa, are you? <laughs> By the way, did you see Medusa over the weekend at the NWA pay-per-view? Uh, I, saw, I saw a photograph, yes. And what did you think? I think she looks wonderful. Is she still married to that guy? Yep. Okay. Tell, uh, tell everybody what you asked Dave and I. He said, I wonder if... Oh, you no, know, you didn't get me to talk about that. <laughs> Wait, what was it? No. <laughs> I wonder if... Let's finish the sentence, Tony. You're not worth a fuck. You're not worth a fuck. Anybody ever told you? I wonder if she still has... Go ahead, finish the story. (laughs) Do your parents know they raised a fuck? Because that's what you are. Boy, that's mean. Do they know that? Yes. Okay. Um... so anyway, what else? Uh, we want to be here tomorrow with you. I mean, we want to. Be, I mean, we're your we're your guys. Well, I know that, but when you were in my room earlier, 
<laughs> we had a nice conversation. We were talking about your pierced ears and your Jordanaires. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, you stand up, and you look out the window, uh-huh. and you become fixated on something. You see, do you want to tell everybody what it was? Yeah, it was a, it was a, it's the picture of Marie Osmond, who I've been in love with for years. And it just, it just stopped me in my tracks. <laughs> you were mid-sentence, and you shut up like you just... Right. Like I got struck by lightning. Yeah, right. Because apparently Donnie and Marie are appearing here on a regular basis in Vegas. And I was like, oh, God. That's what I want to do. What do you want to do? I want to go see, I want to go see Marie Osmond while I'm here. And I don't mean just go watch her stage show. I want to go say hi to her, Tony Schiavone. Yeah, it's, Donnie, you came to one of our WCW shows he did years ago with the family. And Marie, you didn't and make it. And you think it. he would want you backstage to remind him of that time he went to wrestling? <laughs> And then you say, I was there, like a fucking Mickey Mark. <laughs> no, I would say, I was there. Do you have any extra pairs of Marie's panties? Is You're going to ask the man for his sister's panties. <laughs> no, well, no, it's a joke. No. But I was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love Marie Osmond. And she even looks better now, doesn't she? In those Nutri- I don't know what she looks Nutrigena like commercial, then, whatever it is. born in 81. Nutrisystem commercials. How do you even know that? A lot of daytime TV watched in my house. I'm married to senior citizen, Conrad. Well, okay. you know what senior citizens really like? What? Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a theory. <laughs> Tell me if you've heard this. I have. <laughs> so I guess we should share the story. Okay. Um, you and I were in Atlanta this past week. Right. And I let you know when I was landing, I said, oh, hey, I forgot to tell you, I'm in Atlanta. I'm going over to DDP's if you want to meet and hang out and fellowship. Right. And he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm shooting a promo with Rick. So I haven't even told you this, but Rick's in the throne, and they've got the crane camera on him and a little side camera. So he's got to be still. They're filming a shot. But Tony doesn't know that. <laughs> So Tony comes in and says, God damn, is it Senior Citizens Day here at DUPY? <laughs> and it was awkward silence. It was. And then Rick says, well, I hope so, since I'm here, sort of sheepishly. <laughs> and then it wasn't until they were done recording and all the lights are off and the cameras stop that he's able to stand up and focus his eyes when Tony starts to approach him. And he says, oh, that was you? Oh, you God motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking senior citizen. You're almost my age. I, I thought he was going to come out of that throne after me. Well, when it was so awkwardly signed, I was like, he doesn't know that's Tony. Right. And he's just not sure what to say. Right. So he's just trying to navigate, like, what? I'm out here helping a buddy out. What the fuck? Oh, God. Well, listen. Then. And then he stood up. Right. And he said, Shivani, what are you going to talk about on your podcast when I die? And you said, oh, Rick, you'll live forever. And he said, well, I hope so. But if I die, you run out of material. And you said, nope, then I can tell the real stories. <laughs> That's what happened. And then Rick said, oh, well, here's a real story for you then, Whoa. Conrad. <laughs> Ask him about that massage parlor in What, what are you talking about here? What? Those two what ladies were you? as old as me. What, what did he say to you? Not then, they're about? as old as me now. I don't think he was talking to you, was he? <laughs> Ask him about that no, on the podcast. No, I didn't think he was. Was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Well, anyway, so back to StarCast. <laughs> 
Uh, and so tomorrow we're going to hang Wait, out with you. I didn't you. even get to the story. I'm, tomorrow we're going to hang out with you, and then we're going to go see Marie Osmond. I get that, but you talked about you married an elderly. Right. I did. Senior citizen. So when we leave DDPs, we're at like a red light, and we're stopped behind a diesel BMW, which is pretty rare in Georgia. Right. There's not a ton of diesels you pop when you saw that running right? around the south. There right. are some in the northeast, very popular overseas, but it's not really heavily populated in the south. It's pretty rare to see one. So I pointed it out to you, and I was trying to describe it, and then you were like, I have that Z3, remember? Because I was talking like you didn't know Jack did about BMWs, <laughs> and then I forgot. And I said, dude, why don't you drive that? And you said, oh, I don't know. It's just covered up, parked on the side of my house. I've just been driving this SUV every day. And I said, dude, you got to like crank the car and drive it around the block, or things are going to happen. You're like, oh, I know. I said, and then I said, I thought you'd use that as like a special occasion car. And you said, <laughs> what would the occasion be? I said, I don't know. Maybe you want to, you know, this time of year in the spring or the fall, maybe on a summer night, drop the top and take Lois around. <laughs> and you said, where the fuck would I go with Lois? <laughs> that was the real question. And I said, I don't know. And he's like, she don't want to leave the house. She wants to stay with the dogs. I said, no, I get that, but you should just take her somewhere she'd enjoy. He's like, well, where would that be? I said, take her to Dairy Queen. And he said, Dairy Queen? And I said, yeah, man, all chicks love Dairy Queen. And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, I've never met an old lady that doesn't like Dairy Queen. And he's like, that's ridiculous. And I said, well, let me ask you this. Does Lois like Dairy Queen? And he said, well, you damn right she does. Of course she does. And I said, well, go get that bitch a dilly bar. And when I said get that bitch a dilly bar, he about wrecked the car. Yeah, I did. Right in the line of traffic. He said, you've got to stop. I'm going to pass out while we're driving. It's going to be bad. Because I have passed out with dry, while driving before, and so I didn't want to do that. I mean, so coming soon. Right. Uh, get that bitch a dilly bar. <laughs> it's going to be a shirt. It will be. At loisrules.com. And then I'll get that bitch a dilly bar. Well, you know, maybe if you. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. That... You know, if you wouldn't fuck with your phone, that wouldn't happen. Which, sorry. Which one of us has been broadcasting 30 years? Sorry. Yeah. 40. I'm sorry, Siri. It's all good. Thank you. I ask, ask her, um, <laughs> her favorite Evan Courageous one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just see what happens. Come on. Let's see what happens. Okay. I will. Because if she says one when he was in three count, then I'm going to fucking die. Okay, so we go to Siri. All right, everybody. Tony's phone password is 9101. Hey, Siri. Go ahead. What was your favorite Evan Courageous match? What was your favorite Evan Courageous match? My name is Siri, and I was designed by Apple in California. That's all I'm prepared to say. Even that bitch is pleading the fifth. Nobody will acknowledge. So, so you actually do like him? Sorry, I'm not sure I understand. I know you. Uh, you, you like Evan Courageous, right? Sue shows about Klondike Bill. I'm not sure I understand. Tell me then. Tell me about Klondike Bill. Here is what I found. William Solowico, better known by his name, Klondike Bill. Well, you read it. Come on. Well, I'm not going to read Klondike Bill's Do Wikipedia it. page. Do it. No, I'm not. Make it entertaining, you slow fuck. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm not a slow fuck. 
You know, he talks about talks about championship as accomplishment, death, career. Uh, what, what are we doing right now? <laughs> Dave. Tony's fucked He's, up, man. No, not, <laughs> okay. No. I promise that there were there were no Moscow mules involved with this. Okay. That's it. Well, you didn't read anything. You know this is an audio show? Oh, I did okay, I didn't read it. I didn't read it to you. You read it to yourself. I read it to myself, right. What, what's happening right now? Okay. Do you know that we can hear you? <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you looking at, Silva? He's probably trying to dial 911. <laughs> we gotta get we gotta stretch our Papa Simpson out of here. Uh, well well, I think we need to I think we need to go somewhere instead of just staying around here at the hallowed halls of Caesar's Palace. Where, where do you want to go? I don't know. Did you buy, have you bought dinner yet? <laughs> have you bought dinner yet? Do you see what I deal with here? <laughs> yes, we ate before you got here. Oh, oh, that's great. I mean, you couldn't have eaten it anyway. You're on yeah. your calorie counter. You yeah, already had three weed pills. <laughs> Two. Um, I don't know what else we're going to talk about. This is all my trip is going to be is hanging around the boardroom in Caesars. I'm really going to be pissed. I need to see Marie Osmond. I'm, I'm and listen, you you got connections everywhere. You got connections everywhere. I need to see Marie Osmond. So now it's my obligation to keep yes. you to meet yes. Marie. What do I get if you get to meet Marie? You get my undying support. Can Can Dave Silva give you another piercing <laughs> if you meet her? <laughs> I get to pick where. All right, I'm gonna t- uh, as soon as I as soon as these holes clear up, I'm going to take them out. No. <laughs> Why? Because I don't need to. I don't need to hear your shit every week. You're going to hear that with or without <laughs> yeah, the earrings. That's right. Earrings are not. <laughs> Those earrings did not, you know, speed this up at all for me. Can I say something about Taz? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Okay, I'll have to see where this goes. Okay. Is Taz coming to StarCast 2? Yep. Who booked that? Uh, that'd be me. So you have talked to him? Yep. How did that go? Uh, it got worse before it got better. Okay. But I think we're in a good place now. I mean, I thought we were, but then he put out a tweet saying that he was going to bust me up real bad. Yeah. And that... Uh, after Memorial Day, I would have to change my Twitter handle to "Hey, hey, I got my ass choked out by Taz." Really, he said that. Yes. Okay. And I, I said that he wasn't going to choke me. Right. And he said, "How do you know?" And I said, "Well, as long as I'm not seated, how would you?" <laughs> and he didn't like that at all. Bet he didn't. Yeah. So I probably am going to get dumped on my head. But okay. if he's going to TB on Taz Plex, me, he better pack a lunch. Yeah, I'd call that match. I was. No, you wouldn't. You don't call wrestling anymore. That's <laughs> I what would... Court Bauer told me. <laughs> wow. You're really swinging below the belt today. I know. <laughs> you just are, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> you know what? When was the last time you called an MLW show? Uh, December, I guess. None this year. None this year, no. And I won't be doing any of this year at all. What? No. What if they move the, the taping days? They're not going to move their taping days. They gave me a, They gave me a whole schedule for the month of, of so the right year. So right now, for... 
Unless something changes, you're not going to call a wrestling match in 2019? No, I won't. Not at all. Uh-uh. But, you know, time goes by quickly. It does. It'll be 2020 before you know it, and who knows? Why didn't you call the Crockett Cup this weekend? I wasn't asked to. They didn't call me. They didn't get in touch with me. Who called it? Their regular guy called it? Yeah, Ian Riccoboni from Ring of Honor. Oh, Ian did? Jim Cornette. Cornette? And uh, who's the third person, Dave? All right, Dave doesn't. Dave's not going to answer. It's their NWA guy, the guy we worked with, I think. He's a good kid. And I can't even remember. And Caprice Coleman was the uh, like the the interviewer. Okay, I don't know him. You you should. He's a very talented performer. Is he really good guy? So the main event, yeah, was a bloody world championship bout between Nick Haldis and Marty Skrull. Okay, we saw Marty at the Ring of Honor show, and uh, Aldis was there. He was right. doing commentary on um, the NWA match or the right. Ring of Honor World Title match. Sorry. Right. Anyway, um, Nick's pretty cool. You're a big fan of him. Yeah, I really am. Uh, do you know who his wife is? Uh, yes, it's uh, Mickey J. You got it. Right. I had no, to think about Mickey that. James. You called her Mickey J, but I knew what you meant. Mickey Those James. are different people right. for sure. Yeah, Mickey J's the, the referee. Yeah. Mickey James. That's his wife. But he looks good. I mean, he's good. He's strong. He's got a good look to him. I, I think he. Mickey J? <laughs> We're glad to hear you <laughs> kind of DDP yoga. Drop those LBs. Okay. Mickey James. I mean, Nick Aldis. Are you all right? <laughs> so Mickey James is a built-up man? <laughs> no. oh, God. We're off the rails here, Dave. <laughs> this is a bad idea, maybe. Dave is uh, not paying attention to us. He's on Facebook. Just like Lois would be. Okay, what's his name? What's her? So, Nick Aldis, Marty Skrull. What's the announcer's name? Oh, yeah, Joe Galley. Joe Galley, yeah. Sorry, I didn't remember your name, Joe, if you're listening. So, chat me up here. All right. What do you think? Nick Aldis retained. Should they have given Marty a look, or is Nick the right guy? I think Nick's the right guy. He looks, I mean, look, he has that champion look. Big, strong, powerful. And I saw... You know, I didn't see. The, I really did not see the first match with he and Cody at All In, uh, but I saw it. Have you seen All In? No. Can we watch it in my room this week? Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, I think you'd like it. Yeah. Oh, that's what we'll do next that's week here next on the podcast. show. We're going to watch All In. Right. I'm glad we had this it, talk. Is it, but is it available to everybody? Uh, yeah, if they get Honor Club, it's not on WWE Network yet. Okay, but it's not free out there. That. I don't uh, want... Okay. People can find it. Okay. We have resourceful listeners. Okay. Resourceful. So we'll do... Uh, we'll get back in. at a bonus episode, just to ECW, no, if no, you'd rather. No. I'll tell Cody that you didn't want to watch the show. No, son of a bitch. Anyway, I was saying that Nick Aldis is, looks good. He's strong. He's He has the look of a, of a pro wrestler. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. So, they did the uh, Crockett Cup. Yeah, Right. And the Crockett Cup was also named the NWA Tag Team Champs. The winner Uh of the Crockett Cup also became the new NWA World Champion. So they brought back what looked like the old uh, Malkovich or uh, whatever you say that guy's name is. Uh, I don't know. The guy who made the belts back in the day. Oh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, they made a mold of those. I I, I refer to them as like the Rock and Roll Express tags. Right. And they had like the... um, uh, seven plate design, right? And like one of them said, like Arabia, one of the side plates. <laughs> right, right, right. 
So anyway, PCO and Brody King are your NWA tag champs. Your thoughts? Uh, we saw them at the Ring of Honor. I know Brody because he's worked in uh, in MLW before, and I've obviously worked with both of them. Actually, uh, I don't know why not. Right? You can always take it off of them. We also saw the return of Nikita Koloff. Nikita. You know, does that make you think of a song or a saying or something like that? Nikita on my Peter, knock it off. No, there's <laughs> not Nikita on my Peter. There's a Skeeter on Nikita. What's wrong with you? <laughs> You're in a bad way. This might be our best episode ever. <laughs> Stop chewing your edible and swallow it. You're going to hurt yourself. It's legal. You're okay. I know. I'm fine. You gonna make it? So here's the here's the best part of the whole deal. <laughs> There's the best part. Nikita gets in the ring. Uh-huh. Uh, still pretty big dude. Caprice Coleman's interviewing him. He starts talking a little bit, and then Caprice says, uh, "What happened to your accent?" It was planned, of course. Uh-huh. But Nikita had a great answer. He said, "I've lived in America 35 years. <laughs> what a great life." <laughs> Anyway, they reunited him with Magnum TA for the first time in nearly 20 years. That was good. You know, Magnum's a hell of a promo still. Sure is. And, um, oh, we also crowned a new women's champion. Uh, They had Medusa present the belt, but Jazz had to forfeit it. She couldn't defend it for personal reasons, it was said. So they had Sienna beat Santana Garrett. And I think you know one of those. Yes. Santana wrestled in MLW for a little bit, and then Court decided that we're going to hold off a little bit, I guess, on the women's division. But the women's division, and i got to credit the WWE for this, the women's division is really better than it's ever been. And I'm talking about on an independent level, too. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. The, um, the other title change on the show was Colt Cabana, friend of the show, beat Willie Mack to become the national champion. Colt's been around a long time, too, hasn't he? Yeah, Colt's a veteran. Yeah. Why is he called the father of wrestling podcasts? Because he was probably the first guy to do it in a big way. Uh, I think a lot of people say he was the first. I don't know if that's factually correct. I know Shane Helms and a few others say they were doing, you know, real audio and things like that before. But when podcasting became a thing, Colt was really the first guy to do it and do it in a big way. Okay. The name of the show was Art of Wrestling, and it did real, real well. And then everybody followed suit, you know, probably most famously Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. And then JR, and then, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Jericho, and everybody over at Podcast One, and they were off to the races. Right. Very cool. So, anyway, so he won his match. He's a national heavyweight champion now. Yep. Okay. Let me ask you this Does the NWA have a television deal, or they just do pay per views like this or whatever? They did the NWA 70th. In October, and, I was, now they I was did, on that. and now they did this one. So they've had two shows. And they're pay-per-view-like. Yes, they're on, they're on fire, they're pay-per-view. Now they do a web series every week. Right. And Lagana does a great job putting that together. He's Billy's partner and all that. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, they've done some pop-up shows here and there. But it wouldn't be. It's like a house show, sort of. There's no right. television. Is that where you're headed? Well, I was I was thinking old school, and I shouldn't think that way anymore. Um, you know, usually to be able to run a successful wrestling promotion, you have to be on 
a network or a cable station. And they, I don't really, you don't have to do that anymore, I don't think. No, you definitely don't. I mean, All In was sold out on the strength of YouTube. Right. And AEW, a similar deal. You know, they sold out Las Vegas here, the MGM Grand, in like four minutes. Right. And, you know, no TV deal in place, never even ran a show. Right. Oh, by the way, have you seen the All In banner on the side of MGM? No, I have not. Yeah, we got, we'll go check it out tomorrow. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's up there. And in the bottom left-hand corner, there's a StarCast logo. Which might be one of the coolest yeah. things ever. Yeah, cuff yeah. fucking ching. So uh, what I was, I was, I was asking, and I was, I'm thinking about how the business has changed. Okay, now again, you do not have to have a regular weekly episodic TV show to be able to make money off TV because just about anybody can do a pay per view now, right? Yeah, I mean they really can. It's not, it's not as difficult as it used to be. You used to have be in coots with the cable system and. But it's not like that anymore. I mean, it's, thank God for YouTube and and Steve Kaufman. Yeah, shout out to uh, everybody listening on YouTube. If you haven't already, I want you to know that you can subscribe for free uh, anywhere that you enjoy podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Google Play. The show is always available at whwmonday.com. And um, we would love to have your subscription. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. Tell a friend. If you've got multiple devices, subscribe on all those, too. Every download counts. Uh, but there's a lot of people who only listen to us on YouTube. Right. Which still just baffles me a little bit. I but know. I guess everybody just consumes things differently. You know, like you and I eat donuts with our hand. Dave earlier today was eating one with a knife and fork. Right. Why? Why? Is that a Harlingen, Texas thing? No, it's a weird thing. You know, okay. he, I took him to a, uh, a drive-thru in Huntsville, Alabama, mm-hmm. and he, he asked me to ask if they had, I believe what he said was babacoa. And it almost sounded like he was a Howard Stern fan going, Baba Booey, but it was babacoa. And I was like, what the fuck? Do, what is that? And he said, oh, it's cow cheek. That's it. And I'm like, wait a minute, hang on. Bro, we, we, we're, we're at a fucking drive-thru. You think they got... Cow cheek in this drop? They ain't got that. <laughs> you asked for cow cheek he's like, well, in the drive It's a Mexican place. It's a Mexican place. I was okay. like, no, no. In Huntsville, bro, it's you want crunchy or soft. All right? That's where we are. What kind of meat? Crunchy or soft. Drive to the next window. That's it. We're overthinking this, this fucking cow cheek shit. <laughs> Where's this story going? Well, what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> are you serious right now? Yeah, I'm serious. Where were you going with this? I was making a comparison. Oh, okay, go ahead. Well, that's it. I made it. Okay. We were talking uh, something wrestling based. What no, we what we're talking about is you don't have to have. Yes, you don't have television to, anymore. Right, you don't have, now to have you television. Can do YouTube and. Right. You know, I consume breakfast differently than Dave Silva, and that was the. How we got there. Okay. I said, right. okay. people consume our show on YouTube, which is still weird to me. Yeah. But I it, get it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we appreciate you. We really do. And we appreciate our buddy, Brett the Hitman Hartman, and his team at Atlas Van Lines, longtime sponsor of What Happened When. They're hiring nationwide team drivers, solo drivers. If you own multiple trucks, come one, come all. Up to 2,200. 4,000 miles per week if you're willing to keep moving. They've got the work to keep you moving. And here's the kicker. This is what has piqued our interest, and it's got everybody talking here. 
Conrad, and that is you can make between $143,000 to $197,000 average per year, your first year, and that's depending on which of three divisions you drive for. You can make this. You can make this per year. Home time could be seven to ten days, depending on your routes. All your tolls are paid. You have the optional maintenance program to boot. If you're an operator, give them a call today. That's our buddies at Atlas Van Lines. Whether you're new to the industry or ready to ride off into the sunset, go new places with Atlas. To speak to a recruiter, you ready? Write this down. Here we go. 877-778-6959. That's 877-778-6959. Or for more information, check them out at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash driveatlas. It's facebook.com slash driveatlas or visit www.driveforatlas.com. That's drive the number four atlas.com forward slash wrestle. And Brett and the guys will hook you up and you can be on your way to a great career and a great salary to boot. And we're real popular with those elderly ladies because of our friends over at Dairy Queen. Tell everybody about the all new Dilly Bar. Well, you can get one for yourself. And just bring your old bitch by. What are you staring at? <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I like it when we I like it when we talk about the wrestling business, though. I do. I like that. Well, I would love to talk about yeah. it with you. I mean, I, I had an interesting week last week. Okay. It's got to be good. This is this this has to do with you. This has to do with you being being, being in talent relations. So I uh, for. Conrad Thompson, Inc. Go ahead. I announced a lot of new talent on Monday. Yeah. On the Star Cast, like Medusa and Roadway Animal. Right. And then I got like uh, Haku and the Grills of Destiny. Right. And then on Tuesday, we announced Taz coming. And Taz is, I mean, this is a very rare appearance. WrestleCon was just in New York. Right. Uh, a couple blocks from him, and he didn't do it. Yeah, he's kind of been like... He does nothing like this. Yeah, right. But somehow, someway, all of a sudden, it worked out. So he's coming. Okay. So we announced it on Tuesday with a really awesome video, and uh-huh. it blew up for me, and I was really excited about that. But then Tuesday, the hammer got lowered. Right. Justin from Sports Illustrated wrote a story saying that Undertaker and Kurt Angle... Are no longer a part of StarCast. Yeah. They've been pulled by WWE. And right. I gave Justin all the details, so he had all the screenshots and contracts and wire confirmations and emails, so he knew the full story. Right. And um, Anything you'd like to add to that story here on what happened when? I think he got it. Was there something I'll, else? No, I'll take that as a no. I thought we'd get a scoop here. We're not a news show, but it was a, it was a big news item this week in pro wrestling. I was offered a suitable replacement for The Undertaker. Uh-huh. And um, I said, okay, well, what is a suitable replacement for right. The Undertaker? And they said, who do you want? And I said, Vince. Right. Because, I mean, what else is there besides right. Undertaker? And I knew they'd said no to that, so I said, Hunter or Stephanie? And obviously they're not coming out and doing the meet and greet for a payday like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll donate their fee to Connor's Cure, and I'll match it be a huge donation if WWE matches it too it might be you know, a quarter million dollars or something insane you know okay well uh, that didn't happen so then they said what about Ric Flair Sting and Eric Bischoff and I said I already got them and so they're then, still offering Eric Bischoff I mean they they can do that 
I mean, they could offer you if they want. Oh, no. They'll just call you and make a deal after. <laughs> I get that. Hey, we need you to do I this. I get that, but it almost sounds like they're representing Eric, but they're not. No, but they would just say, hey, we need you to do this booking. And okay. that's the way those calls work. You would know right. if you aren't <laughs> Triple H every time. See, here's the deal. No, It's but, been so long since you've dated, you don't know this. No. But you like the desperate woman right now. No, I'm not. You're piercing the ears for him. No. You're holding your pinkies Get out. Get back to the story. I was in the middle of the story. No, you're, now you're off on a right turn somewhere. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. So then they called back and offered The Undertaker. Not The Undertaker, but um, Sting. Yeah. And the APA. Yeah. I swear I got Ron Simmons and I don't want John. Right. So, and I said, okay, well, who do you want? And I said, I want Shawn Michaels back. Yeah. Because I had Shawn originally. And my idea was my main event on Friday. Mm-hmm. Was going to be uh, have Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon watch their match from WrestleMania 10, do alternate commentary on the ladder it, match, and then do a QA. And then for a photo op, the Intercontinental title and a ladder and the two guys. Oh. That's cool. Oh. And Shawn liked the idea so much, he asked for more money. Mm, okay. <laughs> to do it with me and not WWE, and I agreed. So, okay. uh, but then he pulled out when he realized it was AEW. All right. So he's not coming now. Okay. Um, but he liked the idea so much, I guess he told WWE, and they did it on WWE's YouTube. So, yeah, that happened. No big deal. But then I asked for Shawn uh-huh. as a replacement, and I was told to hold on. Okay. And crickets. So I felt like as I was getting closer, mm-hmm. I need to just go ahead and announce that Undertaker's not coming. Like, I was promised a suitable replacement. I even talked to his manager in the meantime. They're like, hey, he wants to do it. You know, we just got to figure out how. And so I was like, hey, if I need to book him through the office or go through the proper channels, I'm happy to. I didn't realize I didn't do that the first time. Right. All these guys had their, you know, for bookings, email, yeah. you know, and all their bios. So I thought, you know. Why are they out this there? Is what, this is what they want. Right. But it was different, clearly, because of the proximity for myself and, and the event of AEW. They know that I'm friends with Cody. They know that I'm friends with Tony. And um, I guess they're assuming that I work for AEW. Well, those of us who know you know that you don't, but your closeness with Cody and the fact that you've had to, well, it's not like a lawyer here. The fact that you've had a couple of star casts combined with their event, doesn't it make a lot of people get that impression that you do work for him which I get that and I understand why an outsider would would think that counselor Uh, but let me ask you this is is WrestleCon associated with WWE Uh, no but I mean they only run and whenever there's a Wrestlemania in close proximity use a lot of their talent right why wouldn't we think that he does so anyway so I'm I'm not no I understand but you can understand where they're coming I do and I also understand that in wrestling people just sort of say what they want to say right so like over the weekend someone found an article uh, and tweeted it out saying Mm -hmm. that Hurricane had pulled out of uh, his booking at StarCast Mm -hmm. but when you click on it it was Hurricane saying that he wrestled at WrestleCon and was thankful to WWE for letting him wrestle at WrestleCon because he got to be in the ring with Jushin Thunder Liger which is kind of cool. Right. And um, anyway, a comment was made. I was really looking forward to seeing you at the meet and greet. And he admitted that he pulled out of the meet and greet Mm because he had WWE duties. Mm -hmm. But someone took him talking about WrestleCon and applied it to StarCast. 
Oh. And then they said, oh, well, he's not going to make the StarCast appearance despite being advertised, which is not true. He's still going to be here. Wow. Somebody so, on social media, huh? So on Wednesday, um, I decided, hey, I need something to come back with. Right. Pretty big after losing The Undertaker and Kurt Angle. So I got Kobashi. And I'd had him for a little while, but I waited to announce him until uh, I knew I needed him. Right. And uh, I'd been chasing him probably longer than anybody. I probably started working on that deal in January, and I just got it done. And uh, sometime in April. Right. But anyway, um, we announced him, and the internet lost their collective mind. Right. Because I don't know that Kobashi's on your radar, but... No, he's not. He was Wrestler of the Year and The Observer. He was Performer of the Year and The Observer. I mean, many times. Which uh, means Dave jacked off to a lot of these matches? Well, he gave him 23 five-stars. Well, then he did. Uh, I think that's 23 tied. 23 ejaculations. That's second place all time. <laughs> really... One of the most influential performers in the history of Japan. Oh, I get it. And I mean, and I would think that he hasn't made uh, many personal appearances. I don't think he's ever made one in the states. He was here in '05 and wrestled Samoa Joe, uh, right. and I think that was the last time that he was here. Right. Uh, but no, absolutely no appearances then. Huh. No, no meet and greets. Right. Just the match, and that was it. Right. So it's a pretty big deal right. that he's even in the United States. I don't think, and I don't think meet and greets are really even a business in Japan. That's not really a thing. No. So it's a big deal for him to do that. Good. And then later in the day, we announced the Red Hart Tom McGee match with one of the coolest videos we've ever done. The fact that you have found that is a big is deal. a big story in itself. But we also found him. Right. So Tom McGee himself is going to be on stage talking about that match with Brett. It's going to be something special. I'm pretty excited about it. Makes you want to break out into a song. Does it? And what kind of song is that? Me and Tom McGee. Do you have a song? <laughs> no. No, I just thought that was a... I think you need to okay. make one, put it on Patreon. No, I don't think I do. So... I, Here's my question to follow up on the story that hit Sports Illustrated with our good buddy Justin. Since that story hit, have you heard anything from anybody? Uh, from WWE? Right. I got a phone call on Saturday, but it uh, wasn't negative. Okay. It was just different. Okay. All right. Well, I just thought maybe they would say, you know. I got some attention. I'll say that. Okay, good. And, and. Okay. It, you know, it's whatever. Well, uh, I mean, they say, okay, whatever. Told the truth. That's always a good practice in wrestling. It's unique. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is, because there's a lot of lying, conniving son of a bitches out there. That's true. Yeah, many of them are in wrestling. So then uh, we had a conversation Thursday night or Friday? Yeah, Thursday night. Oh, there's more to the story. With Terry Funk. Yeah. I had booked uh, everybody's airfare except for his. Right. And I did that because I just felt like it was the wrong time to call. You know, like after just losing Vicky, Vicky just wins the appropriate amount of time yeah. to call and be like, hey, do you still want to do this? And, right. And even if the answer is yes, how do you go to, well, tell me what day you want to come in and you want to leave sure. in the morning. That just, that's such a silly conversation to have. When he's going through uh, right. know, 40, 50, whatever your marriage. 
Um, he says it's too soon, so he's not going to be a star cast, which is disappointing. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, I get it. Yeah. How can anybody be mad, right? Right. So that's probably down the road. Yeah, maybe maybe if I'm ever dumb enough to do a third one. I thought I'd get it out of him. Man, I, I took that long road around. <laughs> well, I'm not committing to do one. This one's been way more stressful than Chicago. Well, yeah. The ballroom is the ballroom is this bigger than the hotel in Chicago for the ballroom's fifty thousand square feet. We started walking and Dave and I, you know, we're trying to keep up with you and I told Dave if you're waiting on Conrad, you're backing up because Conrad will say in the car as he's driving to lunch, Hey, let's go to lunch. I said, I thought you were I thought you were in the next room. Remember that? No, he was driving up. So anyway. <laughs> I know people think you know fat dudes are slow. That's not always the case. No, I was just saying how big this was and how we walked in the front. We we went through the front lobby, went through a casino, seemingly another casino, and up these giant. It just it's a long. It's a it's a vast place. It's a huge property. It's a huge property, and it's very opulent. Yes, I think it's the nicest venue that a wrestling convention has probably ever been held in. Right? Has there ever been a wrestling convention in Caesar's Palace? No, but there was a WrestleMania here, WrestleMania right. night, and I was told right. that, I, I don't know if this is true, but I was told by multiple sources that where you and I are sitting right now is the general area where they had the ring and the setup for WrestleMania 9. They've added on to the building since then, mm-hmm. and they've added the Sky Conference Center. So where we are right now is technically where WrestleMania 9 was. So in there, in the Octavius Ballroom, that was 50,000 square feet. Right. Once upon a time, The Undertaker... Yeah. Right. Eligante, <laughs> Yokozuna, <laughs> all the greats. All the greats. <laughs> yeah. When I first walked in that space, I was meeting with a lady from Caesars, and but by How the way, how does she look? Was she good looking? I'll introduce you tomorrow. Okay. Good. Um, the <laughs> this is worth mentioning. The rent on this place right. cost more than my first house. <laughs> well. How about that? Damn. <laughs> That's before I pay the union labor or any production costs, yeah. buy any flights, pay for a hotel room. Right. Woo, son. But this was also a place we had a clash of the champions. Uh, and you had a nitro. Right. So you had a clash here and then a nitro the very next night. Right. Uh, and a WrestleMania. So, I mean, there's been some cool stuff that right. happened here on both sides. But whenever I think of Vegas and WCW, I think of MGM Grand, Halloween Havoc. Yeah, yeah. And that's where... Double or nothing's going to be. And I think about introducing Kiss and Kiss making the appearance there. We had a lot of fun. So Kiss was here in Vegas? Yeah, they were, this is where we introduced the demon, the, the demon character at MGM Grand. And at, so, a, at a pay-per-view? At a pay-per-view. Okay. And so it, <laughs> Doug Dellinger tried to throw Ace Fraley out of the backstage area. <laughs> and Ace was like, who is this fucker? I'm thinking, Doug, that's Ace Frehley. I know who he is. Doug's like, I don't know who he is. And I'm thinking, well, he's got, I guess he's got to paint his fucking face. But so they came Wait, does he paint himself with a cat or a star? He was the star man. No, okay. he was either one. He was the uh, space guy. Right, Dave? You, you can speak up here, son. Okay. <laughs> he's thinking about cow cheeks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. 
So you want to go to the bunny ranch, and he wants to find a different kind of cheeks. <laughs> well, I don't know. The pictures you were showing me today, look at this girl, look at this girl. Maybe that qualifies. So, so anyway, we were. Uh, I, w- I was thinking about, what, when I think about MGM Grand, I think about KISS, and I think about the fact they all came out to do a walkthrough, right? Without their paint. Of course. Of course, but it wigged you out a little. Yeah, it did. It's it wasn't it was, didn't look like the kiss from the '80s that took their paint off, <laughs> okay? Because I remember I remember saying I don't know who I said it to. I think I said it to Glacier. I'm not sure because I remember Ray and I standing there together. We're looking up, and I said, "That's Gene Simmons. <laughs> that's Gene Simmons." It's like that. No, that's fucking Danny DeVito. That's not Gene Simmons. He didn't have a. He had just. It was just. It was. It blew me away. It was really the big buzzkill for that one. But that's what I remember about when I remember about MGM Grand. But when we worked in uh, at Caesars here, we we worked in the, what they called a Kwanzaa hut in the back. They had this makeshift arena in the in the, which was, I guess, if I recall, in the uh, back parking lot. That might be where we are right now. <laughs> really, I'm, I'm being right. serious. I think that's. Right. I think that's why we're doing this right now. Right, and also another Vegas memory. Here's the pl- here's the place that Pillman dropped down off the ring and grabbed Heenan, and Heenan said, "What the fuck are you doing?" It was this class of the champions. It was the one at, at Caesars. Yeah. You mean MGM? Was that at Caesars? That was Caesars. Okay. That was the Caesars Clash. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? And I'm thinking, that's great because I knew that Jeff Carr was in the backstage area. And I wonder what he had to say about it. Can we get to the bottom of something? We're going to anyway, I guess. It's been bothering me. <sighs> okay. You said something to Dave and I on two separate occasions. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Go ahead. You were commenting on how you were really attracted to bigger women. Okay. And when I asked why, yeah. And you said, well, I, I want to tussle with them. And I'll never forget Dave Silva's laugh. Hey, you saying the word tussle. And he tried to recreate, Dave did what he thought it would even look like Tony Schiavone tussling. And Dave Silva mimicking Tony Schiavone going for a collar and elbow tie up with Nia Jax, yes, would be. She so want Nia to sort of bully you, is the word I believe you used. No, no, no tussle. Tussle. So you don't want them to be like me. I always, look, I always liked. I never liked the very uh, pristine, prissy, ladylike ladies. I like the the brash. I mean, and like Lois, okay? I mean, she physically wouldn't beat you up, but boy, she could mentally beat the fuck out of you all the time. So you have to tussle with Lois mentally. So that's why I like was thinking that the bigger women are the ones I could tussle with. Am I explaining this right, Dave? <laughs> No, you're not. So, yes. So, I've always enjoyed it. Yeah, La Tamina, Nia Jax, whomever else. <laughs> so, are you into some sort of like BDSM? No, no. Do you have any like whips or chains no. or masks or paddles? Well, you, you see, you always take... Restraints. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, 
most guys come to town and want to like in Vegas want to go to like a strip club. Right. And you were not asking for that. No, I was asking you to see Marie Osmond. Right. It didn't follow your story, but that's what I was asking. Okay. Okay. We'll go with that. Okay. Are you leaving? Are you just tell me now? Okay. Are you leaving Las Vegas with the Prince Albert? <laughs> what? What's the Prince Albert? That's where you pierce the head of your penis. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, you, you not heard of people doing that? <laughs> don't, don't, I know what you're doing. I don't want to see it. Don't call it up on the Google search. Okay. What, why are you so nervous right now? <laughs> I don't want to see it on the Google machine. Oh. This, this is some Vegas vacation. <laughs> what did you do on your Vegas vacation? We looked at Prince Albert's <laughs> on our Google phone. <laughs> Oh, that's a great Vegas vacation. <laughs> Where did you do it? In the middle of the casino? No. <laughs> About 10 football fields on the other side of Caesars. Why are you angry about this? I'm just, I'm just saying, this is a big place. So anyway, so we're, what, what were we talking about here? We were talking about you? professional wrestling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's fucking burned in my retina now. <laughs> Look at that one. I'm not looking at it. <laughs> oh, God. That's called Prince Albert. <laughs> okay. Tony, you got to talk here. It's a podcast, buddy. Okay. All right. No, we uh, we also need to say that um, I'm going to be in uh, be at Starcast the entire time. <laughs> Thank you for putting those away. And uh, we'll have a great time. You and I got a couple of things to do this summer that we're going to do. Did you find out about July yet? July. Oh no, I have. You talking? No, I haven't. Okay, but you know we are doing a show in June. Two of them, right? St. Louis and Baltimore, back to back days. Tickets are on sale now. Eat Jimmy's it. famous seafood has you covered in Baltimore, right. and we're going to see our buddy up there in St. Louis again. We had a great time, and uh, tell everybody where to get tickets for both shows. It's etix dot com. It's e t i x dot com. You can get tickets for that one. So we're going to have a lot of fun. And oh. Uh, did you hear that we're going to have a lot of low-key big hogs come to St. Louis? Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. They're going to come, they say, en masse, in full force. Because you know they got a, they got their own chat channel now. What? Yeah, there's a chat. It's called a Discord channel mm. that Travis Langley set up. So so all the, all the, the low-key big hogs are on that. That's pretty cool. Isn't that pretty cool? That is really cool. We've created something kind of fun there. Yeah, I, I know we have. God. And I don't know if anybody's had more fun than we've had. <sighs> so where are we going to go after this? We're going to go to the shoe show? I think you and Silva are going to go look for cow cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... 
this is uh, look. It's still very early, and, and I think got, I need to go call and apologize to Peggy Lathan for last week's episode. She finally heard it, and she was yeah, not happy. Really, she'll get over it. I, I think the, my favorite thing from last week though was when we stopped recording. Yeah, you said, "Where the fuck did you come up with designing women?" <laughs> <laughs> and you have no idea. No, I didn't. I just thought, man, what was a popular show right then that te- that Peggy definitely watched? And, and the part that she's upset about, I don't think has anything to do with designing women because <laughs> she can't deny that she watched that. Oof. Yeah, yeah, TV shows keep getting better and better. We've announced um, replacement shows for the empty arena match at Starcast. Right. Where it was going to be Jerry Lawler and Terry Funk sitting down and talking about that match. We've replaced it now with the Taz show. Really? And he won't tell me his plan for the show yet. That was part of the deal is he got to do his show his way, whatever that means. Really? And then uh, we've just announced that Jim Johnston is not going to be able to make it. But this time for a positive reason... Uh, he's going to be a grandfather again. It just so happens the due date is the day he was supposed to be here, the 25th of May. So we've replaced that show with Booker T. Oh, Booker T's cool. Hall of Fame podcast, and he's got some special guests lined up that we're not advertising just yet, but it's going to be pretty fun. Well, I think that we should get like Dave and some of the other staff members, okay, to hold down Taz and you stomp the shit out of him. I don't think they have to hold him down. Okay. Hey, so let me ask you this. Did you hear what we announced for Ron Funches? Because I think you'll like this. I'm not, no. We announced that on Friday night, okay. after the roast, okay. late night, last thing. Oh, my God. Ron Funches is going to host something with his partner in crime, Sean Waltman called Get High and Watch Wrestling. Oh, my God. So, Matthew from Botchamania is going to be there. Mm-hmm. He's going to have some clips. And, and everybody's going to be. Ron Funches and Sean Waltman will be there. Hi. Watching wrestling. Oh. And I have it on good authority. Uh-oh. They would like you to join them. No. Uh-oh. Ron Funches actually put it as a life goal. Oh, I know. I saw that tweet. That he would smoke weed with Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Just so you could say, this is the greatest chronic in the history of our great sport. <laughs> That's pretty fucking cool, buddy. That's some cool stuff. Can I make it even cooler? I don't know that we've announced this by the time this airs yet, but we're going to this week. Marie Osmond? We've got all the Viceland documentary airing on a loop uh-huh. at Starcast. So if you couldn't see it for whatever reason or you missed an episode, uh, you can catch it at Tuscany where we'll have Frankie's Jam Session and mm-hmm. DDPY Yoga and um, all the podcast movement shows and Get High and Watch Wrestling. It'll all be at Tuscany. But it'll all be free. So everything I just said, you don't need to take it for that's tremendous. Of any sort. Just come yeah. hang out. Just come hang out. It's free. And you'll be with your brother. You'll be with your friends. You can make new friends. Yeah, you'll be with some wrestling friends. How come we never... Why don't, why didn't we do, why don't we do the wrestling uh, seance? 
I think it's offensive. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate you laughing at me. And I know Dave is too, because I'm offensive on this show. But I'm not a sarcast. It's like I've got to be a little more inclusive. Right. And it's funny when it's just, you know, you and your your attic and me right off my garage. And we're just riffing and just shitting on whatever. But to think that, you know, we might be pretend, pretending to communicate with the undead relatives of people in the other room. Like, we couldn't possibly pretend to call Macho Man if Lanny fucking Papa was across the hall. That's a dick move. Yes, because the ghost of Brandy would go up and say, Lanny, show him your parlor trick, and he'd get really pissed off at all of us. <laughs> now you're just being mean. <laughs> Can we tell everybody the uh it's a great joke. The story from <laughs> Hazel Green, Alabama. No, because it's not true. I think of things. Don't say that story. I got the last guy <laughs> that'll land on my cutting room floor. Uh, but I think crazy things. Like? I just I just think crazy like like for instance, just something that completely shocks you and surprises you, you know. Uh, so. what, what, what completely surprises you? Yeah. I'm asking. No, what, like, I, no, I, I just try to think of, of things that would, would shock somebody, things I would think were funny, because I, I think that, I think good comedy, <laughs> this is comedy 101, I think good comedy has no bounds. None. Well, why, why don't you tell some bound, you know, boundaryless jokes? <laughs> because this is not a comedy podcast; it's a wrestling podcast. Wait, what? And I'm on my vacation too. I'm on my vacation. I'm on my. I'm European. I'm on my Vegas vacation. Right, that's what I am. I thought we were out here working. I am. If we can't fellowship during it, haven't we been doing that for a while now? How yep. long have we been doing that? We've been. Uh, we're hour 25 minutes into this that's a lot of fellowship yeah it is a lot of fellowship especially considering we fellowshiped at least an hour in my room before we came yeah by the way i have a rather large room i noticed but can we agree that it's not exactly what we would describe as a nice room (laughs) no it's (laughs) this time our travel buddy made our arrangements so we wound up not staying at caesar's Uh didn't get the memo that we have to be at caesar's so booked me at a caesar's sister property which we won't name right but it is in dire need of renovation. It's not Caesars. <laughs> no. And here's the deal. If it was in mine or your town, we'd be like, this is pretty nice. Oh, yeah. But in Las Vegas, we're like, what the fuck? That's exactly right. <laughs> This is not what we were expecting. <laughs> no. The manager of that property came over to Caesars and says, hey, how about some money for renovations? He went, look at our pool. <laughs> we cannot afford to do any more renovations or any other property. By the way, they're going to do, I took you to the balcony. Right. Uh, and overlooks the pool. It's going to be like our smoking deck, but that's what we're doing. Cody's cigar party thing, right? How cool of a backdrop is that going to be? Yeah. That's be awesome. Let's talk about Cody. Did you see his promo this week? Did not. Can I show it to you? Yeah, you can. I'd really like to show it to you and what get you your think opinion. Of it, Dave? It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's incredible. It is. Mm-hmm. That's Dave Silva by by the way. Everyone. You don't think it's good? No, I would just. Well, we're going to play it here on the show. Okay. Get your opinion. Okay. We'll do a watch. We'll do a little watch long here. 
Where do we where do we get fans to go? This is double or nothing. Double or nothing. Okay. I have always loved my brother. When you're a little kid and you're going to the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia, and here he comes, tall, blonde, every woman in the place going absolutely nuts for him. I'd say at one point he was my hero. You know, there's this regular jilted and lazy trope commentators in wrestling will use. You'll hear them say, the prodigal son. And I have to wonder, I'm curious, who out there listening actually understands the morals and the implications in Luke 15, 11 in that parable? There's two brothers. One does everything right. One works very hard. Tries to keep his family whole. The other goes abroad, whores about, and makes every conceivable wrong choice you could possibly make. But it's the first brother who is equally in the wrong because he has an expectancy from the father for all his good deeds, and none of it mattered. The father loved them the same. I've sat on enough couches telling my story to know which brother I am. I'm good with it. And this notion of brother versus brother, of of natural versus nightmare, it's all very marketable, it's all very romantic, albeit not very accurate. What's accurate is that this match is generation versus generation. I am not here to kill Dustin Rhodes. I'm here to kill the Attitude Era. My entire lot, my whole class of peers has been compared to these gilded late 90s through the early 2000s for over a decade, and it's an utter sham. Sure. You paved the roads for us, but gosh, you set the speed markers at 35 because you are terrified of any of us putting our foot down on the pedal. You mean to tell me some pissant bodybuilder making every match a no DQ, meandering around the crowd, throwing the jib cam at his opponent, compares with a Kenny Okada match? Or some bra and panty spectacular can match up with what the women did last September 1st. Or even Dwayne, as electric as it was, rhyming and raising. Was it really better than what Punk said sitting on that stage? Listen, I am the least Rhodes of the Rhodes. But they gave me a pair of boots. I've got the basics. When you do something to death, when you ride something to death, that's literally what happens. When that animal can't go anymore and it falls out on the trail and you can feel the tension in its eyes and its fluttered breaths of panic and it knows it's going to die and it wants to die. You don't just leave it because you love it. You pull from the hip. You roll your fingers on the steel of the chamber. You pull the hammer back. You do not anticipate the recoil. And you blow it away. Like I said, I love my brother. What do you think? Well, that made his daddy proud, wouldn't it? 
I think it's one of the best promos of his career. Yeah. After that, are you ready to see the match? Yes, I am. I mean, I think that's the mark of a good promo, right? right? I mean, you know, they didn't start marketing this thing until like a month out. You know, they're a month out from the show, and right. they announced that it's Dustin Rhodes, and there's a video interviewing Dustin, and it tells his side of the story, which is really good. Right. And then you get Cody's rebuttal here, saying it's not about brothers. Right. I know which one of those kids I am. It's right. about taking out your generation of wrestling. Right. I think that's good stuff. And there's going to be a lot of comments about the piss ant bodybuilder line. Right. What do you What do you think of that? Because that's your boy. I don't have a problem with it. It was part of, of a great interview. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. And I know you're not, regardless of what people want to say, you're not employed by AEW. Okay. How difficult do you think this is going to be for them? The pay-per-view or the company? The, the the inevitable things that's going to try to happen to try to... It's, it's, it's going to... The odds are way against them. The odds are way against them. Yeah. It's way uphill. Right. It's a lot of work. It can be successful, but it's going to take an extraordinary effort from a lot of people and a little bit of luck. And I think they know that. And that they're brave enough and confident enough to say, we're going to bet on ourselves. Right. I, mean, I know that's what Tony's doing. I mean, Tony's literally putting his money where his mouth is, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of money. And people have talked about that for a long time, that, oh, it's going to take a billionaire to come along. Well, he's here. Right. And this is it. And if anybody's ever had a shot to make it work, it's him. It's them. I mean, they've got the talent. They've got the financial backing. They've got the mainstream connections. Mm-hmm. This is a... A real thing. Tony can get meetings a lot of people couldn't get. Right. And I understand that. I, what, what, meta, what measures success in pro wrestling now? Dollars. And I get that. Okay. But it was a war at one time. It was either there was, they were trying to knock each other off. Okay. Why? Why can't you have more than I, I one successful think... wrestling company? Well, but... Being the number one and being the only are two different things. Right. And WWE has enjoyed being the only for far too long. Right. And this may annoy some of my AEW friends, but they're going to be number one. You've just got to be happy to be in the game and be number two. Right. I mean, WWE has been so far ahead, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where they're publicly traded. And you got to think about how many wrestling companies that's ever even happened to yeah. and, and what that really meant. I mean, this is a company that is worth billions of dollars you know they had a, did you see what happened to the stock last week at one point it went over a hundred dollars a share and this is a stock just you know three or four years ago was 16 bucks i mean it's crazy and uh it fell back down to like 85 by the end of the week so it went up but it had quite a tumble because they reported their first loss and it would have been a bigger loss had they not done that saudi show so I'm pretty sure that's the reason they're still doing this next Saudi show because they want to, you know, ensure investors that the money's still going to be there. Right. Because they lost millions on the quarter. Wow. And that's that's unusual for them. But why can't? Uh, well, there why, can be a second promotion. I'm just it, saying. It yeah, can't. it should be. It it sh- it shouldn't have to be either or. It's been a, it's been a wrestling war too long, and I'm telling you, 
you can't tell me that. You, I don't know anything, Richard. You can't tell me that. He's not concerned about AEW. No, clearly he is. Hello? Well, but why can't he just say another wrestling promotion will put more eyes on wrestling and we'll all benefit from it? I, I just never did get why you got to be scared. I don't think he's scared. I think he's just protective of his spot, brother. <laughs> That's what everybody in wrestling does. Right. Everybody's worried about losing their spot. Right. Even Vince McMahon. Yeah. Not losing his spot with his boss. But yes, losing a spot with his boss, the fans. He's worried that the fans may decide they like something a little better. And I think what he's really more worried about is not necessarily, you know, AEW landing a better TV deal or AEW landing a better licensing deal. I think right now he's worried about losing talent to AEW because he already has. And it looks like there's an epidemic. You know, you see guys asking for the release. I don't know how much you keep up with that, but. You know, like T.J. Perkins asked for his release, and he got it. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, Dash and Wilder, the Revival, asked for their release, and they didn't get it. Luke Harper just came back from an injury and asked for his release, and not only did he not get it, they added six months on to his contract because he was out with an injury, so they rolled him over. And supposedly, Sasha Banks is not happy with her spot, so she threatened to quit and asked for her release. They wouldn't give it to her and told her to go home. So right now... They might be just freezing her out. She's got to sit at home hmm. and sit at her contract there. So there's lots of people who are leaving, and allegedly Dean Ambrose is already gone. Yeah, well, that's been that's been so much on TV, it's almost like it's become an angle in itself. I don't think it is. I think he's gone, gone. Oh. And I think, you know, all over the Internet this weekend, Chris Jericho was commenting on the likelihood of Dean Ambrose mm-hmm. coming to AEW. Right. Think he'd bring his wife? I'm asking for a friend. No, I don't. <laughs> I think maybe eventually, but I don't think it would start that way. I'd rather see the her than him, That, but it's not that I don't like him. I understand. Okay. So, you asked a question about AEW. Do they know how difficult this is going to be? Yeah. You didn't mean the pay-per-view. You meant just competing. Competing. Against a, against a, uh, and I guess you, you, this is why anybody gets into business, right? You know, there's going to be competition. So here's my thing, though: are, Do they know what is going to happen, and how difficult the other party is going to make it for them? If I think they're figuring it out. Okay. I mean, you know, the night before, Hunter had his biggest and most important match of the year. Mm-hmm. And he's going into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And during his own induction, right. he goes out of his way mm-hmm. to say that Vince McMahon would buy that little piss ant company you work for, right. Billy Gunn, just so he could fire you again. Mm-hmm. So there you go. First big shot. But he's allowing AEW to take up space. Right. Which is in his most important time, like yeah. it's your own Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, it's the night before you have your biggest match of the year. Right, a guy you've wanted to wrestle for a long time, and you're thinking about that. I thought it was very telling. Yeah, but they're going to just, if nothing else, it's going to make the WWE better. 
I think competition's good for everybody. Well, I definitely think it'll make them better. Yeah. yeah. We were at our best when they were at their best, or when we were battling each other, put it that way. They made us better, and we obviously made them a lot better. So what are you looking forward to the most? And double or nothing. Oh, double nothing. I thought it was. The band I was going to say getting to meet. Uh, Donnie Murray. Donnie Murray. Murray. Jer- Jericho Omega. Who you got? I got Omega. Lucha Bros. Young Bucks. Who you got? Wow. That's going to be a kick ass, isn't it? Yeah. The Young Bucks got to go over in their first big show, right? Dustin and Cody. Who you got? Yeah, I got uh, Cody. Pac and Hangman, who you got? Hangman. Huh? Rapid fire those, buddy. I'm a damn wrestling announcer, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you at on WWE going to Saudi? Uh, I will just as soon us drive up the strip here and say hello to the ladies. You know, just roll down the window. Not like this, but Roll down the window and say, hey. Tony loves making that hand motion <laughs> like it's a manual in the back of a limo in 2019. <laughs> Can we do it again? Yeah, ready? <laughs> it gets funnier each time, doesn't it? No, I, I just think we should, uh, because it's, it's great talking to you, but, I mean, I wanted to do something. I don't know that we're allowed to do anything. <laughs> no, I'd, I'm talking about go down and put down some money on the casino table, or go out and see the colored light. We're stuck in it. We're stuck inside. If you think if you think this is bad, you wait till Starcast week. You're not going to see the light. I knew what. You know, that's why I'm coming here early, so I can see the light. I think. <laughs> I don't think the light's where you think it is, but you're willing to go look for it anyway. I was told that you've been doing that so long that you used to do it by candlelight. <laughs> you get down there by candlelight and then blow on it to find the seam. Where do you get the shit? <laughs> blow on Tony's dead. Blow on it to find the sea. <laughs> Holy shit. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. All right, so, besides not having Lois do a countdown for this show, what else was going about it? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> yes, I am. So my buddy Corey texted me over the weekend. He bought uh, a ring for himself, a pinky ring. And he sent it to me in Casio. And it said, pinky ring life. (laughs) How would you describe the ring? Who is this? Is this Corey? Do I know Corey? Yeah, he's a stand-up comedian, madam. What was my response? Looks like what we traded for Louisiana. Are you okay? <laughs> so he sends pinky ring life, and I said, "My God, it looks like what we traded for Louisiana." I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's 
Tony did too, apparently. Yes, I did too. Tony, I feel like you need a nap. I do. No, we're just getting started. <laughs> well, you're trying to wrap us up, and you're no, just I'm laughing not, to yourself. No, and no, I'm not trying to wrap you up. I think you, I may, just, have, you may have overindulged. No, I, I haven't overindulged, but I'm in Las Vegas, and I'm sitting with a bunch of, with two Chakovs in the boardroom in the back corner of Caesar's Palace. Okay? You wanted to do it at Caesar's. We didn't. No. No, I wanted the, I wanted the lights, the camera, the... Camera? <laughs> it's a podcast, bro. You know, I mean, I wanted the excitement of Las Vegas, and we could have done this in the in my 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 basement. And here we are, and and we're in Las Vegas, and we're taking advantage of nothing. The girls are not even here. There's no dancers. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Tony has to tussle. No, uh, no, I don't have to. Tussle. When I look at my clock, I realize like it's about that time. <laughs> Get that bitch a dilly bar. <laughs> That's right, Conrad. To Las Vegas on your vacation, you motherfucker, and do nothing. And we're out of time. And we'll see you next week on What Happened When on the MLW Radio Network and on Patron. Hey, folks, Dave Silva here. And promotional consideration is paid for by the following: Boxagimmicks.com with new items each week. The official store of what happened when something to wrestle with in 83 weeks. Log on and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday is a place to be. Join Conrad and Papa Tony Shivani. He's my daddy. With bonus podcasts, behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each week. And by LoisRules.com. Get all your t-shirts from What Happened When right now. And by What Happened When Live in St. Louis, Saturday, June 22nd at 9 at Off-Broadway. Tickets available at etix, that's etix, T-I-X dot com, and what happened when live in Baltimore, Sunday, June 23rd at noon at Jimmy's Favorite Seafood with those delicious crab cakes. Those tickets are available at jimmysfamousseafood.com. And by Starcast 2, coming to Las Vegas, May 23rd through 26th. The man. As part of Double or Nothing Weekend. The Jesus of Wrestling. Go to StarCast.com for more information.